was in the building. <laughs> Another episode of Chomso Podcast here on SmallReport.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth. Uh, before I dive into uh, some Bronco football, I know I did mention at the start of this podcast that if there were ever big news in other PCO related sports, I would I would uh, give them a shout out. And I think that this calls for it. Um, the UCO women's soccer team is 10 and 0, uh, ranked number 16 in the in the country. Uh, these 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 ladies know how to play. Um, they have eight shutouts in ten games. Uh, they have allowed only two goals uh, all season. Um, you know these 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 ladies are extremely good. Uh, as a matter of fact, in their five nothing win over Nebraska Kearney uh, last Sunday, they did not allow a single shot on goal. Yeah, so um, pretty pretty stiff defense. Um, if you want to catch them in action, they play this Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, at um, at uh, Tom Thompson Field against uh, Central Missouri, um, who those are, the, those are the top two teams in the MIAA, so you could, in all intents and prep, uh, for all intents and purposes, say this is probably the game of the year for uh in, in, in the in the in the in the conference. So again, Sunday at one, uh, come out there against uh, Central Missouri, and um, see some quality women's soccer. So with that uh, out of the way, um, you know, last week I said it would be tough for UCL to follow up on their historic win over Northwest Missouri State uh, because, of a, because because of a couple of reasons. One, uh, just, the, just the natural letdown that happens, it seems like, in sports after you upset somebody the following week, usually you either you know, lose or struggle to win. And then two, uh, I was worried that Chandler Garrett might have pulled the Trevor Knight on us, uh, as we know, the Trevor Knight against uh, in that Sugar Bowl against the Alabama, and uh, we saw what happened after that game. Um, and I was right on both fronts because not only did UCO lose, not only did did uh, Chandler Garrett struggle. They failed to find the end zone in a 15 to nothing loss to Fort Hayes State in Fort Hayes, Kansas. Now, uh, while they looked at it and saying, hey, this is a shutout, which is their first in seven years, um, you know, there were some positives 
to take away from that. Uh, and that was the defense here because the defense again, um, you know, you 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 could say that Northwest Missouri State was their best performance of the season. Uh, I would like to agree with that on some fronts, but I still say that the Pitt State game was by far their best, um, just because they were dominant throughout through all four quarters. Uh, last week, that was not the case. Last week, they were not dominant through all four quarters. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, that fourth quarter last week was kind of bad. I mean, we allowed, I believe it was 21 points, something like that, in that fourth quarter last week. Uh, but during that Pitt State game, though, they were dominant throughout the whole game, uh, which was definitely nice. Um... So, you know, I, I would have to say, in just looking at the stats from the Fort Hayes game, it, it really seems like it was really similar to the Pitt State game. They allowed 18 first downs, 332 total, total yards of offense, uh, 200, 217 passing yards, uh, 111 rushing yards, and 5 of 17 on third downs. So, again, not, I think the Pitt State game, I want to say they allowed literally like the same amount of yards. So, um, again, defensively there, uh, they also had, I believe they had... Uh, if I'm not mistaken here, they had like four sacks. No, they had, they had, yeah, they had, they had three and a half sacks uh, in this game against Fort Hayes. Again, Fort Hayes, a very good team, defending conference champs, but uh, you know they they were they were able to get the three and a half sacks here, led by uh, Justin Stewart, defensive end, senior, uh, the, the senior JUCO transfer, uh, six tackles, one and a half for loss, and one and a half sacks. And then you got my man Eli Hooks uh, at, at the other end spot, another senior. I mentioned Eli uh, previously on the podcast. Uh, he had he had five tackles, one and a half for loss, and one and a half sacks. And then rounding it out was Tyrell Cummings, the redshirt freshman JUCO. Not not really sure how 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 that how that happened. Um, that had three tackles and half a sack. So the defensive line, again, as I've been saying now, has been playing strong uh, for most of the season. I mean. If you, if you take away that current game, uh, the defensive line uh, has clearly been a strength. And, you know, despite the loss of uh, Carson Smith to retirement and then now Mike Rios to a, to a season in the knee injury, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I will say that what Bobek said about having the quality depth there um, was, uh, was, was, uh, Pretty accurate because uh, they see because they 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 are deep. Uh, they rotate in a lot of players, and um, I, I really have have been 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 uh, pleased with them. Uh, granted, they they have ten sacks in five in five. They pretty much ten sacks in, in five games, so you're getting about two sacks a game, which is not terrible. But uh, but but again, what the to me the sacks don't don't tell the whole story because uh, just like um, the, the the Dallas Cowboys, you know, whenever uh, they had that. What they had that that that, that twelve and four season, whatever it was. Uh, remember now, they did not get a whole lot of sacks, but they got a whole lot of pressure. And to me, you, you don't you don't necessarily need sacks to affect the play as, as as long as you can get the QB 
to get out the pocket there and force some bad throws. And then to me, as a as as a as a rush, you have done your job. Now sure sack and knives and sacks are sexy, but at the end of the day, you just want to affect the pass. And that then that's what UCO uh, uh, does. Now um the linebackers also had a, a strong game where he had top three three tacklers uh as no one's no one surprised here uh colton colton lindsey uh nine tackles one and a half tackle for loss uh chris pogar seven tackles and alex figueroa seven tackles and one tackle for loss but again just like i mentioned with his team i i, I you know it seems like if they can just put it together uh, they can win any game, as 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 is pretty much seen by that Northwest um, Missouri State game. But uh, you know, I can't really sh- figure this out because if you look at it now, okay, Pitt State game was really similar to Fort Hayes, so I'm just go ahead and combine the two. Defense great, offense horrible. Okay, then look at the current game. Offense good, defense horrible. So then we look at Lindenwood. Offense good, defense horrible. I cannot figure this team out for the life of me right now. So I honestly don't know what to expect this week uh, because, again, this this I don't I don't I don't know. This is this has to this is the most frustrating thing uh, that I have encountered uh, coming sports right now because I just I just don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, usually you can pick up on some patterns here. I, I can't. I mean, we're sitting, I mean, we're sitting at two and three right now on the season. And, and again, could easily still finish with a six and five record. Because again, if they, if they, if they play the way they play against Northwest Missouri State, number 14 in the country, utterly completely dominated them for pretty much that whole entire ball game, then you can't tell me here that, but, but then again, this is the same team that also lost in the basket currently. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I don't think that Saturday is going to really help us figure that out either. But moving on to the, to the, to the offense, as I mentioned earlier, uh, shut out for the first time in seven years. Uh, the first half, uh, was just awful. Uh, 23 plays ran 88 yards. I think I was told by my man Jordan Ballou that they had one first down in the first half. Uh, if that if that is in fact true, uh, again, kind of tough to win ball games like that. Now, you gotta admit, if the defense held them to a score record five field goals, I mean, you only needed literally just two touchdowns. You just needed two touchdowns to, because you could always go for two on one of them. You just needed two touchdowns. I mean, they, 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 they couldn't, they could not uh, get one. As a matter of fact, I want to say just looking at the play-by-play uh, while the game was was, was 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 going on because it, it was a road game, uh, it seemed like they only got in the red zone one time and then they got tucked and then they, they, they got, they got sacked on the uh, fourth down. So, you know, it, it was just, it was just an all-out awful game for the offense. Uh, they had 10 first downs the whole game, uh, 234 yards of offense, 
175 through the air, 59 yards on the ground for a 2.8 yards per carry, and a dismal 2 of 13 on third downs. And then most importantly here, they lost the time of the time of the time of possession battle by a whopping 13 minutes. It's terrible. I mean, you you can't. The defense again. Thank goodness we're deep because any other defense, if you're on the field for that much, the offense, the offense only has ten first down the whole game right there. Uh, it's telling me that uh, you know most defenses would get worn out, but thankfully because UCO is eight deep at linebacker, they're pretty deep along the defensive line. Or uh, the secondary is also somewhat deep. You were able to rotate in fresh bodies, and again, thank goodness because uh, it, that that would because that, those 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 field goals might have been touchdowns. Uh, so again, defense man, hats off to the to the to the defense here. Uh, uh, again. Offensively here, uh, Chandler Garrett, 16 uh, of 38 for 175, two interceptions, and was leading rusher with 14 carries for, for 37 yards. Again, I, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping here that we're not having a Trevor Knight clone right now where we had that one good game and then we, we, we don't see that performance again. And you're sitting here wondering what if. Um, it's also, but with, with also reminds me now, we have a three part what if series, uh, big 12 what ifs. Uh, the first one is up, and the second one should be up shortly. Uh, so look out for those also on the website. Um, so here's leading rusher, uh, Clay McKenzie led all the running backs with seven carries for 22 yards. Uh, you know, and, and I, I feel bad for Clay McKenzie right now because Clay, because right now, Clay McKenzie, I believe, was the second leading rusher with 170 yards through five games. Uh, Chandler, Chandler Garrett is leading the team in rushing yards with 183. I feel bad for Clay McKenzie because Clay McKenzie could easily get 170 yards in, in a single game. Um, but they just can't. He just can't get it going, and I feel bad because Clay is a very talented back. Uh, he's already up there in 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 a, in, a, in, in a, a lot of categories, and I would have liked to see his career in on a better note, production wise. Um, so I'm hoping they can get this running game going because again, it it's just. It's 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 just it's bad, but I mean again, if I'm Fort Hayes, I imagine you saw that Chandler Garrett can't pass the ball, so therefore you're going to you're going to 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 to, 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 to stack the box, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, then to wrap up offensively here, uh, out wide and receiver Dustin Bosk again. Dustin Bosk here continuing his his breakout season, uh, hauling in six catches for 56 yards. Again, uh, especially with with Elliot Curry still out with that shoulder injury, I have no idea uh, how much longer he'll be out with that shoulder injury. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a while because again, uh, the hit he took on it after injuring it, re-injuring it against Northwest Missouri State was a pretty. I mean, they 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 brought the wood on that man's shoulder, and I don't, I don't he he was in some pain, so uh, I don't know if we back any any anytime soon. But Dustin Boss is doing his best, man. I, I have to say, Dustin Boss has surprised me. Uh, I know. Bobek was extremely high on him last year. 
uh, and then when he finally was able to come back, uh, and then had two touchdowns in his first game back, and I was like, oh, 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 okay, now that is a pretty good first first game back, but you also were, were the was was the fourth receiver there behind uh, Looper, Crockett, and Curry. So uh, you know, I was curious to see what he would do, pretty much as the second. Uh, option just by default at this point, and he did, and he's doing good right now. I mean, the team's leading receiver. I mean, the man's is going off. Uh, Ronald Monroe, the Juco, had one catch for 40 yards again. Ronald Monroe doesn't make a lot of catches, but when he does, uh, you know, when he does, though. They're for, they're for pretty big, 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 big chunks of yards. So, you know, shout out to him. And then finally, we have a Mikhail Hall sighting. We have a Mikhail Hall sighting. The man that had one catch in four games. Finally have Mikhail Hall signing. Three catches, 53 yards. I'm hoping we can turn the corner now. Because, again, coach was high on Mikhail Hall. And, again, I have not seen that in the scrimmage. The man was tearing it up. And then we get to the field. And the man has been a utter disappointment. But now maybe maybe this is the game that he needs to get to get going here. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he, that he can carry that into this Saturday's game against Central Missouri uh, for homecoming uh, this Saturday at 2 at Watland Stadium. Uh, I know it is during OU Texas week. So, uh, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, to, to tell you here to not watch OU Texas. But I'm damn telling you, OU Texas starts at 11. You know, maybe if the game's kind of lopsided there, you can ease your way down to Edmond. Uh, watch this game. Uh, Missouri uh, comes in three and two, coming off a 61 to seven win over Missouri Southern. Again, that does not much. I'm not gonna even talk about that game because. It's Missouri Southern. You, you know how it is by now. Uh, now, they, now, they, now, I will say they they do come in uh, boasting the number one scoring offense in the conference at 42.2 points per game. So that means they're asking, well, how did they lose two games? Because in both those losses to Missouri Western, and I forgot the other one right now, uh, they were held to 15 and 21 points. Which is great because you know what I think UCL can hold with 15 or 21 points because UCL's defense plays the way they're playing. I don't see any reason why they could not hold them to that. Um, uh, but again, I think to me the key in the game, uh, I was just towards the towards the end here is going to be the offense. Um, but uh, as far as the meals are concerned, UCL won last year's matchup for senior, for uh, senior night, 48-28. Uh, that was a great game. Uh, the seniors, Chad Stallard and them, went off on a very high note. Uh, and so I was glad for that. Um, and so the meals coming in here again, 3-2, uh, and two, led by redshirt freshman quarterback Jeremy Hunt. The top passer in the in the conference so far this year, uh, throwing for 1,236 yards and 12 touchdowns, and averaging 309 yards yard yards game. Uh, the 6'4", 225 pounder can also run. So uh, 
gonna be gonna be tough here again. Um, you know, I feel like UCO can be up to the task. Now, the man's weapons here uh, out wide. He has two of the best receivers in the conference, and Shea White, five uh, eleven and one eighty, and Kyron Parker, six four two hundred. Uh, Wyatt on the uh, on on the season has nineteen catches for four hundred twenty nine yards and three touchdowns, which gives him the, the second most yards in the conference. And Parker has nineteen catches for uh, 417 yards and six and six touchdowns, which makes him third in the conference in yards. Now, the one that concerns me here is Parker because Parker at six four two hundred pounds is eerily, and I mean eerily reminiscent of one Josh Crockett who is now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, I mean, our corners are big, so it, it, it's not going to be from, 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 a, from, from a size point, uh, it should not be terrible. But again, the guy has six touchdowns already. I mean, this guy, I, I can't imagine, especially when they get in the red zone, that they're going to just throw it up there to him. Uh, you know, the run game for uh, for them are not that great. I mean, they, they look at it here. Uh, Kobe Wilkerson, six foot, uh, 190, only has 79 yards against Missouri Southern. Now, granted, he, granted, the man did have two touchdowns, but again, it's Missouri Southern. And then their other back, Devontae Turner, uh, 5'9", 185, had 45 yards. So, again, uh, UCO seems, seems to do a pretty good job if you take away that current game of holding teams on the ground. Uh, I think, to me, the key is, is going to be the pass game because they also have a tight end here who I'm somewhat concerned about here. Uh, Seth Herbert, big 6'4", 245, had 59 yards and one touchdown against Missouri Southern. Uh, so again, the passing game is going to be crucial here. Uh, that that UCO rise to the occasion, and then defensively for the Mules, they are led by defensive back slash line slash, slash linebacker Dylan Alberson, a 225 is a, is a, is a lean tackler right now with 32 tackles. And then he's also joined by linebacker Marquise Cooper, 5'11", also 225, has seven tackles and one for loss in the win against Missouri Southern. And then up front, Jeff Halsinger, 6'2", 265, has three tackles and two for loss. So, uh, again, to me... Uh, the keys for this game is going to be uh, defensively here. Definitely the, the defensive line again. Uh, the, the defensive line will need to get pressure uh, and probably a lot a lot of it. Now, I don't want to say that you want to roll this man out because this man can run. And at 225, uh, you know, I mean, the linebacking core is solid, pretty good size. But, you know, it, it's just going to be one of those where I think you have to contain him because I think running the ball uh, for, uh, for, for, for Central Missouri would probably not be in the favor because, again, UCO's run defense is pretty stout. Um, but, again, the, 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 the uh, pass rush in the, in the secondary 
uh, I think is going to be key because you have two of the top three receivers in the whole conference there, especially uh, one of them being 6'4". It's going to be kind of hard to play man. I know most of the time they play a lot of man because, again, you those corners. A lot of, like, we got, we got a couple of D1 transfers back there that can more than hold their, hold their own, but I, I'm curious to see if they, if they, if they, if they do, uh, come out in, in man-to-man, uh, because again, UCL does have, have talent there, but I, I don't know, especially on Parker, um, now I'm, I'm over here talking about they have, they have to worry, worry about Parker now, you know, if they say they say they say that they do come out and double team Parker then we're having Wyatt here one on one and Wyatt is also no slouch uh you know and then what concerns me too I'm talking about the pass rush here I don't know how much you want to blitz because again you have tied in Mr. Seth Herbert out there at two at six four two forty five right now that can also make some plays when the ball is in the air. So uh it's gonna be curious there to just see what they to, to, to see what they uh what they do there maybe they have maybe they they, they just hope that the uh, front can get the pressure uh but defensively I I really believe uh, you know that they're up to the task now that being said uh prior to last week the defense was known for doing good and then taking a step back but this week though I mean they, they, they I mean they had back to back strong games so I like to you know think that they could continue that trend offensively it all starts and ends with Chandler Garrett. What does Chandler Garrett do to stay there now does, does does Chandler Garrett and the offense look we let, we let the team down last last week. Okay, we 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 failed to score. You now you are back uh back home. Young quarterbacks tend to do better playing at home. So again, uh, Chandler Garrett is proving that he can lead teams. That, that 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 he can lead the team to 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 marquee wins. So to me, it's all gonna it's all going to start and end with with Chandler Garrett, sir. I could discuss the run game, but again, at some point, the Broncos are going to have to pass that ball, and and and, and it's, it's going to, to, to come down to Chandler Garrett. And so, if I was uh, the coaching staff here, I'd get him going early, some some easy throws, building up confidence in the man. But um, it should be interesting to see uh, what goes down uh, this Saturday at 2 p.m. at Wong Stadium. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Toastal Podcast. Um, again, next week we will recap and preview. We will have some sound bites from Nick Bobek. I'm going to try my best this time to get the video of the uh, press conference uploaded uh, on the site. I know I had to settle for the audio uh, recording of the thing, of the, of the press conference, because... Um, I uploaded the, 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 uh, I tried to upload the, I see, I recorded the video on my iPhone and then tried to upload it to iTunes. I forgot that you can't do that. So, um, uh, I'm going to just start uploading it to, uh, drive immediately after it is there. It's going to take a while because it could be a long press conference because you might have the Edmund son might actually be there for this one. So, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, my name is JG Smooth and I'll talk to you all later. Bye, have a beautiful time!